1: Welcome to Blakey's Bootroom, the number one Cardiff City podcast, brought to you by Wales Online.
2: Hello and welcome to Blakey's Bootroom, the number one Cardiff City podcast from Wales Online. I'm Dominic Booth, I'm joined as ever by Nathan Blake and Paul Abandonato, and oh. also, for one week only, um, Alad Blake, thanks for, for joining the podcast, welcome Alad. Hi Tom. Um, Alad's on this week to discuss his forthcoming book. It's Blakes everywhere, I know, double Blakey's boot of it. room. Uh, can't have too many Blakes. <laughs> <laughs> his uh, forthcoming book, Bluebirds Reunited, which is out uh, this week, I believe, Alad, yeah, on uh, yeah, Thursday on. and Friday, whoop, whoop. Friday the Shops. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but yep. we've got to resume normal service, had, um, and thankfully talk about a Cardiff City win. <clears throat> Let's start, uh, Nathan, with a vital win for Cardiff, and one that uh, didn't look like coming for a long time in the game.
0: I was totally confident that it came. <laughs> I
2: was, I, I, I was.
0: I, I, I thought... Bear like in mind, I, I said, was you, sitting it, next it, to you during the game. Yeah, it? Was, it, was, it was, for the first half, I think... Mm wasn't sure but I thought thought second half, yeah, I thought definitely. Um I called one one on the result. I wanted to say two one, but I kind of was reserved. I did say to a few fans in the stadium mind in the morning. You know, two one today, two one today. So uh sure i money on it. Yeah. I'd not my gambling mind on.
2: <laughs> but if you were
0: It's a mugs game, mate, it's a mugs game.
2: Cardiff was a help by the sending off Dale Stevens in the first half. Mm. 100% red card uh, by the way well I don't Do know. Want to hear wh- anyone g- gonna say otherwise
0: look after what happened
3: with Joe Bennett in that Wembley game when it completely divided the, right, the opinion sorry Joe Rawls we're talking about Joe Riles I'm mixing Bennett up with the Man City game now aren't I yeah. Joe, Joe Riles at, at Wembley mm. which was the most stonewall red card I've seen you know, all season. Um, and yet that completely divided opinion. So, so will the Dale Stephens one divided opinion. I, I actually had It, had a, it, it was did. a gentleman who
0: was... Uh, I thought was, it was a
3: red card, by the way, but I know people who thought he, it was harsh. He, so. he was working
0: for Brighton and he came in half time and was like throwing his weight around a bit. Yeah. Uh, and I said, uh, what's, what's, "What's wrong? With, what's wrong with you?" I well, thought it was a harsh decision. Right? He said, "I'm never a red card. Never no, I was I, I, I I, "What are you talking about? What do you have to do? Break his leg? Because <laughs> if his leg was, if his foot was planted, I'm telling you now, he would have snapped his yeah. his tib or his yeah, leg exactly. yeah. or both. Yeah. exactly. I was mm.
1: clear on the footage afterwards. But I, I had a friend down from Brighton who, um, was watching the match, and he texted me at halftime. He said he he watched the the replay in the in the bar." and said it wasn't a red card. But I couldn't believe it, because live, it just looked absolutely... I think
2: on Sky said it wasn't a red card, I, but imagine he's an ex-Brighton defender. Yeah. So uh, oh, Liam Rossini? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 really well. yeah.
1: <laughs> I think
3: it comes down to, to club loyalty, doesn't it? But I, I, I can empathise what Al had said there, because when I watched it live, my, my instantly reaction was, that's a red.
1: Yeah, it looked, it looked just, just as life, it was.
3: Joe Rowles at Wembley, by the way. Yeah, That's yeah. a Red. Yeah. Martin um, had no intention yeah. did he? No, but yeah. when I first saw it back on TV at time, I didn't. I thought, oh, maybe it wasn't a red. But then when I saw it later on, really, Blakey's. Yeah, but but so I can see what that Brighton fan that Blakey saw met was saying. But but then when I saw it later on, and and Nathan Blake this time <laughs> is foot. <what I, laughs> It's, you know
0: if his foot was planted that would have been horrific wasn't it it was
2: yeah
0: so he's off the ground he's travelling with severe momentum yeah studs up whole body weight reckless out of control catches him middle of the shin yeah I just thought it, it was one of them when when they as they slow it down in slow motion just before the contact it's one of them you can kind of look at it it was like a yeah. Didn't Ooh, he go look away, moment.
1: Didn't he go into someone just before he he, he got? Yeah, he away. had a little block
0: tackle, got up, and
2: then just it was
1: ripped the, the next was
2: sort tackle. Of running three, wasn't it?
0: <clears throat> it was a sixty forty, not in his favour.
2: Do you think then moving from that? Because I think in a way that the, te- the, the fact that Cardiff were faced with ten men sitting back was a new, completely new challenge for them. And they're not really used to going one way, then the other, keeping possession, breaking, man is breaking down a team. Because you, you, you're, not, you're not saying,
0: um, you're not going out with the plan that, okay, in this scenario, we'll do this, in that scenario, do, in every scenario, we're just okay. going to drop deep, sit, sit in, two banks of four effectively, and leave one man up front. So it's, you know, if you do a training session against two banks of four, it's really difficult to break them down, especially when they've got the mentality. We're just we're just going to stop everything. Just try and close in and any attack. We're just going to try and stop. Um,
2: and a manager like Chris Hughton will will plan he for He's well organised. Yeah, he will organise He will team.
3: have his team drill, drill, drill to the nines. So see, I see. I take issue with that a little bit, Blakey, because I don't think Cardiff help themselves. I, and I know what you're saying. Of course, teams mm. do. Some you know, there's a is cliche, isn't it? Sometimes it be harder to break down ten men. But I thought, you know, issues that you've raised for some time about mm-hmm. Cardiff's full-backs, yeah. that to me, and, and I think we, we spoke about it last week briefly, Yeah, that to me really came out in this game when Brighton were down to 10 men because Manga wasn't really getting forward on the right. I'm not blaming Bruno, it's mm-hmm. not Bruno's game. He's mm-hmm. a brilliant centre-back, he's mm-hmm. a re- really good defensive right back. And when he's, Morrison went off injured, Manga was superb, I thought. He's, that he's that arguably Cardiff's best player this season, mm-hmm. but... As an attacking fullback, that's not his game. Greg Cunningham wasn't getting forward and helping out Murphy, you know, getting outside Murphy. Mm. And then it was Hoyler who came on, wasn't it, for the second half? Or when Harris came over to the left briefly, he wasn't getting outside. When, when you answer me, you've got to get the fullbacks forward to offer that extra width, make the big picture, uh, the pitch bigger. Mm. Big picture, the pitch bigger. And I just
0: thought,
2: well, let's just Cardiff
0: weren't up. doing it enough. Can I say to you why I think why they weren't doing it? Yeah. Because it's a game you can't afford to lose and you almost have to win. Okay, if they got a point, it's not the end of the world, but they have to win. And when you're in that situation <laughs> where you're now expected to win, yeah, it'd be quite easily to lose. So if you go out, and I'm not saying you're saying hold but if you go out and go right majorly attack now, Right, because they're down to 10 men, what you've got to understand is they're down to 10 men, but they're sat deep. They're denying you space in behind, and you're going to have to literally break them down. Something spectacular or something out of the ordinary, like Sol Bamba doing an overhead kick, has to happen for you to break them down. But in the meantime, while you're attacking, attacking, you've got to realise, if you now start pushing full-backs on and everything, if you're 2-0 to the good, and they go down to 10 men, by all means, because what happens is they psycholo- psychologically go down and you then, especially if you get that third goal quickly, the game's over and they know it. So they're just trying to hold on. But in the sense that where the game was, uh, and it was very yeah. equal, you, no, you can't... You can't the, the end result is the most important thing. Did you win the game? Yes. Did you win the game and leave them with loads of chances at the other end? No. So what we'd done, we were we were sensible in our approach. We could have gone out there and said, Right, push the full backs on, rah, 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 get forward rah, 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 rah. and lost two one. You'd be sat there and saying, you know, how ridiculous. Yeah. You know, you gotta yeah. have you gotta be yeah, a bit like, cautious I, with I it. I totally
1: agree with that. I mean when um, when Peltier came on uh, towards the end of the match, people around me were there was murmuring. I was glad to see him come on. But I, I was like, Who else are you meant to put on?
2: Mm. You well, people know, said they should have brought on a right wing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Put on an attacking
1: player. We are against 10 men. But I think, you know, you're there to win the game. I mean, you've is, got to stop is, them from scoring. And this is the all.
0: Premier League, remember. Yeah, and sh- this <laughs> is something you can't just. I don't think you can. If you go gung ho.
2: Sort of like Glen Murray could have put You get it your easily. backside exactly. burned yeah. very quickly.
3: nobody says go gung ho, right? But they had Glenn Murray up top, who, with respect, is probably slower than Gary Medine, right?
2: No, so, no, no, so, come on. So, he's played so, right, in the scoring right. charts.
3: You've got two center backs plus a full back. You've got two center backs plus a full back. So you've got three there. You can send one full back bombing forward. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, but they weren't. to an all midfielder but, 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 properly, but at the
0: same time, at the same time, I would say well why not just leave your back four intact? Yeah. Right? And push your midfield Leave Goodison holding as they did, because and push your right f- midfielder on, your left midfielder on. Because the fullbacks offer the extra
3: width. That's why they they pull the defenders around. They open up the gaps that you're talking about. I know about. that,
0: but I still think uh, if in most attacking scenarios on Saturday, I had four, sometimes five men in and around the box, sometimes even six. So I don't think they have done that bad. I, I like the I like the approach. I would. That's exactly how I, would, I wouldn't have said. Like, chuck him, tack on, do this, do that, mm. and just go for it. I want to win cautiously because, yes, we've got the international break now, but then, you know, it's back to business. And, you know, we got to get an understanding of how to win in these games, mm. how to win in these scenarios, build confidence. Mm. You know, coming off the pitch at 1-1, the confidence would have been, yeah. and I'm everyone like would have been saying, 10 men, they, rub, they can't do this, can't do this. What no matter Cardiff, how you look at it, you come off the pitch with three points in a win, well, and I, confidence I, is.
3: I come back to what I said last week when we made these predictions. I said Cardiff will beat Brighton because Brighton, despite what you two say about Chris Hughton and Brighton, they are not a good team. But would Cardiff right? have won that no, game if Brighton had eleven men? What I'm there. saying is that what I'm saying is they're decent. Brighton were down to ten men for the majority of that game i think cardiff made awfully hard work of winning that game against 10 men Blake. it's but hard
0: work to win a game paul i thought they
3: made harder work of it than was necessary i think i think if the full backs had got forward a bit more cardiff could have they could have eased all that apprehension amongst the crowd you know because that goal at the end changed the mindset completely yeah um, walking out of there at one one, you're absolutely right. That would have that would have you know, oh, crikey, that's the third team with ten men. <laughs> well, I was going yeah, to say twice. I yeah, thought, I thought, I thought, I thought they made a bit hard, bit harder work of it than was necessary to be okay. honest but ultimately all that matters is the win You agree to disagree Okay,
2: yeah. so where do we all stand on on the Bennett Cunningham debate then because I think Paul and, Paul and I know where we stand on it Well,
3: Joe Bennett every day of the week like, yeah. and what's break his flays and twice on a Sunday I'd say Joe Bennett every day of the week and five times on a Sunday <laughs> <laughs> alright
2: Paul alright
1: Alan <laughs> 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 where do you stand on this we've not, we've not uh, had 100% Joe Bennett yeah. for uh, Cunningham any day. Uh, well, how Cunningham, day how many days <laughs> <he's obviously laughs> <a> day? <laughs> Cunningham did you know, alright I think I grew Cunningham the game a little played bit played really well on on, on Saturday um, it was his best game what are you shaking was, your head for Paul well, it was his best game so far in a season He's well, only
3: had two Alex. Yeah, give him a chance <laughs> no, to get on. into the uh, but uh, you
1: know I, Bennett obviously is better going forward and I think he's improved defensively, because so we talked about that, didn't we, in the summer. Yeah. Bennett's really improved under, under Warnock and, and has, has come on leaps and bounds. And
2: Well, I don't really understand why Warnock keeps dropping him. No, listen, I know I, he made a mistake for the Leicester goal, but I think he's he's the most able
1: listen, thought if, that they have. If,
3: if you're going to yeah. be hypercritical, and I think I, this is where you can see Neil Warnock coming from, because Warnock was always a massive fan of Greg Cunningham, the Championship, You think he was the best left back in the Championship. Yeah. Um, So you could see that ideally he wants to get Cunningham in his team. If you're going to be hypercritical, you could blame Warnock for Eric Dyer's winning... Sorry, not Warnock. You could blame Joe Bennett for Eric Dyer's winning goal at Wembley because he was a little bit slow to react, potentially. And you could argue he took his eye off the ball and let Damari Gray in for that goal for Leicester. Mm. And it may be that Warnock has reacted as a result of that. I think that's harsh. I think it's harsh as well, but, you know... You could you could see the defensive argument from the manager's point of view. Blakey's looking, he's at he's waiting you. to pounce. Completely, so <laughs> I'm not, I'm not completely at all. Completely nonplussed. Dude, I got This is a poker face from Blakey. I have no <laughs> idea what coming. <the laughs> Better <difference. laughs> know what's coming. <laughs> uh, what? So, <laughs> So you can see that argument,
0: but but you know, no Joe Bennett every day of the week for me. Uh, between the two. Uh, I think the reason why probably Warnock's undecided at the moment, I would say, is because you need more from Bennett. And I've said, I think Bennett's more than capable of becoming a real quality attacking fullback, right? Because as Alex says, defensively he's improved, and I've always thought he's decent. But going forward, I think there's so much more to come from him. But it's it's not coming. It's, you know, mm. it's, it's not there. He showed in the game that we um, we beat Fulham. There were times where he was he was already on the move down that left-hand side, and the balls you're looking in the balls in the middle of midfield or just in our own half in midfield, and Gunnarsson then looking to spray that pass out to that left-hand side because that's the idea because. You know, when you've got someone like um, uh, the winger, I forget his name. Murphy. Murphy likes to come inside. That's a ploy. That's a tactic. That's what they should be looking to do. Right, Murphy, you run the full-back inside. Bennett, away you go down the left-hand side. Especially when they come up against teams who play with a back three. That is, you know, so much space there for (coughs) the the full-back. But, and if you say to me there, Cunningham's they? only had two appearances he's only had two games so I would say it takes you six or seven games a run of back to back to get into the swing of things so if you said to me who would you pick out of the two right now oh, it's a flip of the coin for me it really is I, I, I don't think no one's ripped it up neither of them have. you don't look at neither of them and go or oh, I couldn't drop him you know he's just been on fire he's been brilliant you know, Mangos probably our been our best defender. Yeah, he's playing out of position, and yes, he doesn't get forward, but he's probably produced more opportunities and chances than what Bennett has on the left hand side. And he's not a natural yeah. fullback. We've even scored goals from that yeah, side. Yeah. Do you not? So, think, do you not think? That, I need, that- I just need more. Yeah, do, that's you, not all I'm think, do, you, do
3: you think that because Bennett's natural game is to get forward? That that's what he was like when he was younger, when he was on the verge of England, sort of the England setup. If you see what I mean before his injury, um, and he does get forward naturally. He's, he's what I'd call a swashbuckling. Doesn't
0: get forward enough
3: for me. No, no, no. So what I'm more. gonna say, do you not think that's team instructions? Because his Ooh. natural instinct is to get forward, Blake. I don't
0: know. I, I I would have thought there's times when you're up against the likes of Huddersfield. Um, I Understand if Huddersfield away, but when they go down to ten men, you're up against the likes of Huddersfield, Newcastle, Bournemouth. You know, in fairness, I I don't see. I can't see Neil Warnock saying, "Don't go and get forward and produce chances for my striker who's not scoring." It's not a case where you say as an individual or the manager has told me not to get forward whilst the game is developing this is what I'm saying you 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 do have your own mind and you play what you see right so if you're in a situation which I've seen many occasions this season where I think he can get forward there you know the winger is tucked inside has gone with maybe a runner and a space is open for Bennett or Bruno to get down right hand side you automatically do it that, that's just because you understand the game, how it's developing. You anticipate. Well, I need to be in this position for him to see that pass. Because if you don't do it, someone like Gunnison is going to be rowing at you. It's going to be telling you, get forward. You know, what are you still sat there for when we're attacking and there's all that space in but, front of you? But, but Cunningham wasn't
3: getting forward. He wasn't getting outside. His well, full Paul, back can I just cut out. in
2: there and, and I've been working on a piece, um, tactically analysing the 16 pass move that created Patterson's goal came right out from the back Cardiff rolled it out to Manga it came via both full backs Cardiff switching the play and actually at the point where Kadeem Harris darts into the box and goes to the byline crosses it in in towards Patterson one man lurking at the edge of the box who's got all the way forward is Greg Cunningham
3: if I can finish my point now Dom can I finish
1: my point your your point was Greg Cunningham doesn't get forward enough so I'm just arguing against it no no
3: you you cut me off at the word forward Okay. Okay. so (laughs) If I can get back to my point, Cunningham does not get forward and was not getting outside his fullback at all. Right? He, he may have done it once or twice, but remember they're playing with ten men. Um, he seemed to me timid on the ball, and he was cutting inside into exactly if he was going forward, it's exactly into the position that Dominic was talking about. When when they're down to ten men and you need the width, he should have been a, a left back. Should have been bombing outside of Murphy. Instead, Murphy was having to take on two players all the time because Cunningham was going inside rather than outside. Mm. So Murphy you know, didn't
2: have his best game as a result. Um,
3: and so, and, and you still, but I, I, I take your point.
2: But yeah.
0: my point would be, Cunningham is still a freshman. Really, it, yeah. Still, you know, yeah. you're not going to get him. You know, raging up and down the left-hand side at this moment in time, you do need to maybe build into that. Was, maybe that's why he was a little bit more,
3: shall I say, timid in possession. Yeah. He, he was stopping when when there was there he was, was secured. To me. No, there was twenty he yards was, was, of space in front of him. Mm. And he should have been bombing forward with it, particularly mm. when they were down to ten men to attack that space. Mm. But he was sort of stopping and going inside, passing all the time mm. uh, with with the easy balls, mm. the Joe Allen passes, I call them. You know. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> The sort of the, the square yeah, passes always, which yeah. Joe used to do with Swansea when he was playing for Swansea. Mm. But but I just feel that with ten men, I go back to my other point, it was crying out for overlapping fullbacks to be getting beyond and stretching their defence more and making that a less nerve wracking game of football than it was for yeah, us all. It,
0: I would say if you look at someone like Kadim's performance, you know, first ten minutes wasn't, you know, we could see he was just getting it, giving it. getting. I'm saying to Dom, watch, getting it, giving it. Soon as they scored, and, or soon as, 15 minutes into the game, soon as he had one decent run, all of a sudden, in his head, a bit of confidence, a bit of belief, all of a sudden he becomes a threat. You know, no one's expecting him. He's highlighted a match of the day. No one's expecting him to become a threat. But that bit of confidence... He's growing into the game. And that's what I'm saying. Maybe Cunningham is going to grow into it a bit slower. And he's being a bit more cautious. Because he's been dropped, as we remember. So he knows, you know, defensive mistakes, defensive errors may have cost us here or cost us there. Mm. So I'm in a position now where, first and foremost, I don't want to make any errors. right? And then I'll develop my attack part of the game, my offensive part of the game, as I make more and more appearances. But... I think it's a big ask to ask someone to come in after they've made one appearance, then kind of been dropped, and then come back in for them to then start marauding forward and you know overlapping, and a game that you're drawing, and you desperately need to win. I think the win and the three points, the performance for me, I've got no real qualms about the performance. I thought it was so gutsy sort of ballsy I just
2: thought it was brilliant and he had that moment of absolute joy at the end with Sol Bamba uh, scoring the goal Sol Bambino well can we talk about his uh, taking off of the shirt and managing to avoid a yellow car from the referee he took off his shirt did he (laughs) the referee didn't know that either Nathan I didn't see that how has he got away with that that's ridiculous how I didn't see refi- that Dom how I don't was- know what you're talking about I didn't know we had Martin Atkinson it. on the podcast well, I didn't see it um, finally um, the 16 pass goal is, is something that's been talked about a lot um, since the weekend yeah. Aled, let's let, we'll, we'll talk to you about this because I think in your book a lot of what you've spoken about is the style of football yeah. that Cardiff played last season we know mm. we know how direct and physical it was this was something different altogether different,
1: yeah. I think um, <clears throat> as that as that um, move was sort of setting up, people around me were getting a bit agitated that it wasn't, there was no quick, fast football forward, and people were maybe wondering what was going on. And then, sort of, 30 seconds later, we scored a goal. I think it was sort of, fans aren't used to watching that sort of thing under, under Warnock or watching um, such a patient um, play. Under him, And I think that sort of came, not necessarily out of nowhere, because I think we've seen much more football being played this season. Definitely in transition. Um, But I think maybe the fact that we're not used to seeing that so much, that people were wondering, well, where's this going? And then, of course, we eventually scored a goal. But it has to happen, doesn't it? Yeah, I I think this, it is a transition in the way we play, and I think it's a mix of, um, the two styles of Warnock's directness, but also a much more patient approach to um, our attacking mm. um, play, which I think we've seen a lot of. I think in the Arsenal game, I think we played some really good stuff going forward, but mm. the Camerasa was at the heart of that a lot of the time. Um, and that move with um, against Brighton was was another example of that. And I think Kadeem Harris, who Basically, last season or the season before, nobody would have expected to see playing in the Premier League and taking players on and even scoring. Goal. Um, you know the way he scored a goal, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hit the bar. Um, then the hit the right. bar against Brighton on, on Saturday <coughs> with that amazing shot. Um I think you know that team is capable of this sort of thing. I think a lot of a lot of it is about self belief. I think I don't know whether they don't have any or whether. Whether it's all about building up their self belief and their confidence. Like Nathan says, a lot of it is about confidence. Yeah. Um, and
2: Kamarasa, absolutely absolutely key to it. The, the way he can turn
1: on the sixpence, bring the ball under his control. Yeah, I think he's been a brilliant signing. Yeah. I don't know about you. I, I think well, it's been probably the signing it, of the it, season. He's it, be been honest. brilliant.
0: But the, 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 what you've got to understand about British football is it's second ball. Yeah. Right? it's second ball football it's not possession based football mm. it's turning that way that's yeah. why well, you've got teams in the championship now playing like Fulham did last season and, <coughs> excuse me on Wolves and Brentford it is becoming a possession based we are becoming a possession based game but we're not quite there yet but the Premier League is largely so the differences from last season and we have spoke about this before is if you're in possession of the ball and straight away you're looking to get that ball forward and then you lose possession. You're now up against a team who can maintain possession for a good minute or two against you, right? Which tends to run your legs out of you. So you got to take that into consideration because that is that is huge. That's that's the British game. So Cardiff had to. We said earlier on in the season they have to start getting more possession because what's happening is when you play long ball, especially when you don't have the platform in as a whore or a medine. Or something like that, you don't have that big target, man. Straight away, then you're going to lose more balls. That would have happened in the Championship, you'd lose more balls. But in the Premier League, you're definitely going to concede possession a lot more. Do you think so? So, what happens then, sorry, That's what right, happens yeah. then is you don't then get the set pieces, you don't get the corners, the free kicks, you're not in the opposition's box quickly because you go up, you flip your on, you're now up against top international defenders who are able to pick it up and then play and then keep possession. So instead getting into 80 minutes, minutes and getting tired, yeah. you're now at 65 minutes and you're thinking, whoa, 70 minutes, whoa, there's still 20 minutes to go. My legs are run off me. Do you know what I mean? Because the team I'm playing against, they have possession, possession, possession. So the game, Cardiff's game, had the transition mm. and fans are going to have to go with it and get used to it because that's the result. If you stick with it and I have to say, while well, the fans might have been scratching their head a little... Yeah, it's just so rowdy at the moment. Oh, the yeah. atmosphere is just gives me that
2: yeah, I love it that funny feeling down
0: the back of my neck. Just, oh mate, it was amazing again. It was quality.
1: The fans have been brilliant. Yeah, have me. They have. <coughs> you, just talking about second balls. You, mm. I've, I've noticed. I don't know about you, you two, and compared to last season, we're just not winning as many second balls as we were. Well, is you, that is that because we're in the Premier League now, or is it just because? Well, you're We're playing not against doing how it, it go, as well as we would how mean? it
0: goes at it is that when you step up it's like when you step from championship to Premier League Premier League to international you got to understand that the player you're now playing against is far more intelligent sharper right and he's better and with anticipation and he's going to be in the right position more often than not and he's going to be able to keep possession retain possession pass the ball better you know you you know I remember being at Cardiff and and and, and doing finishing exercises against uh, say Gavin Ward the goalkeeper then Mm. Uh, and then when I went to Sheffield United and against Alan Kelly you have to put more pace on the ball Mm. because the standard of goalkeeping in the Premier League compared to the third division at that time the golf is massive just like a championship goalkeeper and a Premier League goalkeeper I'm telling you if you're a striker in training you have to put more pace on the ball because the, the the when I went to Blackburn then and was against Tim Flowers, it was different again. Tim Flowers would pluck out balls that I was, you know, was in past Keith Brown, no problem. So everything steps up. And that's what has happened now. You know, people are like to say, they're better with possession. Mm. They're, they're cleverer at, you know, using their body against you. They're better at noticing, like, Paul's out of position so, you know, I can slip that ball inside him. And
1: everything is just heightened. Because that's just been one of my frustrations: is the fact that we're not, we're still playing a, often a long ball game, and then there's nobody picking up the knockdowns or anything up. Like, yeah, you know, there's set pieces could, as well. That I, that think good pieces as well. Always, I think set pieces are
0: as much. They always do their homework. That's the big difference as well. Attention to detail. I always say, leave no stone unturned. But I guarantee you, the amount of analysis that goes on now, and the amount of pre-work pre-game into how you're going to perform and how we're going to utilise our strengths against their weaknesses. Mm. You know, they'll know Bruno doesn't get forward. They'll know Sean Morrison's not quick on the turn. Mm. They'll know, like, Bamba's got a last-ditch challenge in him. If I'm a striker playing up against Bamba, I'll think, right, I'm going to push it. And then as soon as I know he's going to come with that challenge, I'm going to stick my leg across and try and get a foot on the ball. So everything is just, you know, the little things we've said on the show. You just... You have to be more professional. You have to be cuter, sharper, right across the board.
2: Excellent stuff. Right, let's have a short break, and then we'll talk about January transfers.
1: Subscribe to The Bootroom on iTunes or listen on walesonline.co.uk. So Christmas
2: is coming, everyone. And the January transfer window is fast approaching too. Nathan, you and I spoke about this uh, before the game on Saturday and what kind of players Cardiff will be targeting, what kind of a January transfer window they will have. It's already pretty obvious that it's going to be crucial, although yeah. a lot can happen between them, as Fulham have proven uh, this morning and Wednesday morning, sacking their manager okay. and replacing him. But Cardiff yeah. will have their will have their feelers out already, surely.
0: Well, the preparation should be going in now, but I'm going to chuck something in here now. Okay. Right. I just wanted to hear me out for a minute, all right? If I'm Cardiff City now, and this is a genuine thing, this isn't because he's Welsh, I'm going for, I'm putting together a bid for Aaron Ramsey. Right. Let me explain, all right? Because this game and this league is about intent. Right. Now, if you've got serious ambitions about staying in this league, right? Aaron Ramsey isn't going to cost you anything. He's going to cost you in wages, big. But what that does is show intent to the rest of the league. And the players you're going to have at your club off the back of something like that or signing someone like that is huge. He's going to be able to take your team, your club, probably up two levels. Not one, two levels. Right? So you will become... An established Premier League team. Then you could add the fact that he's Welsh and played for Cardiff before. But then you have to sell him the dream of who are the what other the players are going to come in, and and that's how clubs take themselves to the next level. There's not going to be many players available, right, on a free that can genuinely take your club up a level or two. But off the back of that, if you're Sol Bamba, if you're Sean Morrison, if you're Bennett, if you're Gunnison, you're now knowing. I've got to play up. You know what
2: I mean? It's a long way up. The bro. game is a th- long yeah, way up. Well,
0: but that's the intent. You have to show the intent to be able to stay in this league and progress in this league and progress to towards something. So I would be sat with Ken Chu working out a real, not you know, fantasy land. A real putting together. A real. And, but it's part of a plan. Is it really yeah? realistic? Yeah, and it would everything's realistic well of course it is everything's realistic you know there's been players who have signed for clubs when you're thinking to yourself oh he's gone there oh what's he doing going there and two three years time that club has been built into something that it wasn't you know Man City when I played they were a yo-yo club mm. you know down to League One Leeds United you know if you get it wrong it can cost you but for me, that's a serious plan. And even if you don't get Aaron Ramsey, what it does is start to show the intent of the club to others that we've got a plan that we're building towards.
2: Go on, Paul. You're itching to, to respond to this.
3: I, I wouldn't leave it at Ramsey. I'd try and get Gareth Bale and Lionel Messi at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's compelling arguments from Blakey. Um I actually think the midfield is okay. It's one of Cardiff's strengths, so but it's not as good as Ramsey. Obviously
0: Ramsey really. is. Yeah, but do you understand what I'm saying? No, I, um, I
3: listen. You put a, you know, I if, as soon if, as you if, said oh, that, serious. I was laughing. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. You put a compelling. I'm argument serious ball. about it,
0: and I'm I'm serious about having Cardiff City. Yeah, the issue as the main, yeah, cl- one of the main clubs outside of the London, yeah, Manchester, Liverpool yeah. sort of strength, yeah.
3: So, you, yeah, I mean, you know, in terms of the the building of the club and the message it sends... And there's so not was,
0: many other players I can listen, bring in who are going to take my club up to maybe three levels.
3: The issue is is R and he's not going to, he, he's going to set his sights a lot higher than Kyle. No, However, but if
0: you sell him the jeep, that's what I'm saying, Paul, if you sell him the jeep, when players of that calibre sign for clubs, right... They want to know. Listen, Blakey. Who else? I, what I, else are you putting I together? I will never
3: rule anything out in football. I remember Alad and I have worked together for many years, and I will have gone to Alad in the past and told him. Cardiff was signing Robbie Fowler, and he was absolutely dismissive of it. Cardiff was signing Craig Bellamy, even more dismissive out of it. And Bellamy was in his pomp, by the way, or, mm-hmm. or if not in his pomp, so he stood so right? So, so it's happened before. So, so it has happened, because people forget Fowler now. They, they think that, oh, he was a has-been, blah, blah. But he was a massive name when it came to Cardiff City. And everybody was really saying, there's no way Cardiff can land Robbie Fowler. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. they did. Followed by Alid dismissing said I'm telling you that they're, they're signing Bellamy. No, they're not. There's no chance Bellamy or Kemba was a Liverpool player. But he did. So there were personal reasons for Craig. That mm-hmm. was how they got Craig. Mm-hmm. It would probably have to be personal reasons to try. You know, Aaron wants to come home. He's got a young family. Yeah, but first of all, selling the dream family.
0: of the club and what you're going to put together. Yeah. So I would. I'm. I'm talking Cardiff. It's no different to going and signing for Liverpool. Yes, it is. Right. But the plan we're putting together is, and you're, you're the main, you're the, the cherry on top of the plan. But the plan we're putting together is then we're going to be looking to get this type of player, that type of player. These are all, there's four people I've got my eye on for January and end of season. So next season, we stay up with your help and a few signs in January. Next season, we add another four or five. And then over the next two or three years, this club becomes an established. Top eight Premier League team. Wow, it's, uh, it's, it's ambitious. It's I com- got ambition, Dom. Sorry, I. I, I, I mean, Blake, can I just be the? Blake key, is key.
3: firmly of the opinion that Cardiff can be a. Not a big club in the Premier League. But no, I, be, I agree with that. Can be a Completely. really decent sized oh, club. Right. In the absolutely. absolutely. Can I just absolutely. really the fire, fire extinguisher? Can I just finish this point, Dom? Because you make the point about you know this is the capital city of Wales. It's got so much going this for it. Airport, and for London, two hours
0: um, down the road, got an airport. I'm Sure, you've made this point before to me mm-hmm. anyway. Well, I was well, probably, probably because <laughs> <even laughs> <he's got>, so <laughs> 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 I would have sold it as my business. I it's where they come from, Yeah, but you understand what I'm saying. And then, and then. Then you say that, so, uh, someone like Aaron Ramsey after that at the end of the day if you're planning on coming home why not come home two or three years earlier why not
3: I, I think the chance obviously of London the right? chance is I a mean, slim next to zero aren't they but, but it's
0: but not imp- if, if if I sell you a, if I come to you with a plan and you think that is a credible plan Use had to think this? about it. It's made us I, think, hasn't it? Well, I, I go back to my
3: Bellamy <laughs> Fowler thing. We would we, yeah. have had those discussions in the past, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. With, with both Definitely. of them, and
1: I mean Fowler less so, but I mean even so, it was a big signing at the time. Yeah, because um, Cardiff were, we were right down we, there. We were, yeah. yeah. It was a big statement. Mm. I, 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 Craig was, was a massive statement, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that Bellamy was even bigger. Th- that was huge, wasn't mm. it? I just I remember the day he signed as such a. So was so, such an exciting time i
3: remember his debut i think it was against doncaster yeah, and, he and, scored they, that and goal, they won yeah. 4-0 and he scored <laughs> he a scored goal He a screamer didn't he and, and i remember dave jones sort of telling us afterwards that um yeah. you know he had to tell craig even though you've come you're this massive name there's this, uh, there's a massive crowd turned up to watch his debut and all that um you don't have to win this on your own you know there's a team team, team, but Craig felt so much pressure to Mm -hmm. deliver but of course he helped drive
0: these standards of excellence that Mm -hmm. got Cardiff over the and that's what what Aaron would do I believe so he makes Paul play up why because I want to play with him he makes Alid play up why because I want to play I want to be in this team now because this team is now it's showing
2: intent it's starting to go somewhere
3: because, because of the players, and expect this one. You talked about January transfers. No, and I want
2: to. I really want to be carried away with this. This, this ambition, <laughs> <laughs> but let's just let's just look at where Cardiff City are at the moment, and, and where they stand in the in the Premier League power rankings. It, to use a very modern phrase, look where Fulham have just hired a massive name manager. They spent a hundred million pounds on World Cup winners, on superstar players that Barcelona wanted. You know, even, look where even Newcastle are with an owner who doesn't want to sp- spend that much they've got another superstar manager there I think Cardiff are more likely to have to build but
0: look where Bournemouth are but look Bournemouth where Man spent, City look where Man City are Bournemouth has, City has
2: spent a heck of a lot of money
0: Blake uh, yeah, so have Cardiff Cardiff has spent not, uh, 200 million money he's invested
2: in this club but, and what you're always saying That's about Cardiff well is that the recruitment needs to be Better. The
0: whole, the whole structure of the club needs to be better. That's what Bournemouth have done. Improved. The
2: structure is, yeah? is perfect there.
0: And so, that's, that's and right that's what I'm out. saying. It's part of a plan. The plan doesn't just involve one player. The, the, it's the whole structure, right from youth team level,
2: right the way up. Sure. Why aren't there more players? I just players. think Cardiff needs to be at a different market. You know Just, any, just, just at level, but still level up from why? where they are now, but a level below Ramsey. What, so
0: there's a placism, is it? You know your place then? No, I just think you So you, have you to can't, go. you can't, so... You so, can't look, go and sign Lionel Messi insane. if you're, I'm if not you're talking at Prince Messi. No, Le- And Ramsey isn't Lionel Messi.
2: No, but he's a top player.
0: Yes, so we just had the discussion when Craig Bellamy come to Cardiff he was a top Premier he League was, player was, yes was, was,
2: a little was a similar sort of that yes. but once was in a generation he? was he once not once in a generation well move. you
0: can put generation on it right? it happens when I it suppose. happens but if you don't ever attempt to be ambitious and move forward and move in a, in a direction which is going to lift your club then what do we just accept normality accept you know or the average or no that's too big for us you know that's important well hold on a minute. Alan might be interested if I start to sell him a plan that he starts to read and think
3: that actually looks like it can work. Do you know what Alad will know from um conversations that he and I have had over the last 10, 10 years, fifteen years even that um that well, certainly ten years, that Aaron Ramsey and Gareth Bale are my two favourite footballers. Mm. So seeing Aaron
0: come back and play for Cardiff would, 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 would be dreamland. And I'm not that would be I'm not one of these people, Paul. Who say, ever says can't. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Yeah, can't is something that was fueled to me as a child and growing up because so many people told me you can't. Yeah. Right? So it ends up becoming like Giving someone who's starving food every day the the word can't. Mm. So when Dominic says, like, he's not saying can't, but in so many words, that's what he's saying. Yeah, he can't do that. It's like, you know, it's a bit out of your range, you know, you know, just stay there, know your place. It's it's a
1: bit different to say, it's not out of the range. I think the problem with signing Ramsey now, Mm. for me, Mm. would be the gamble aspect. So if it's not guaranteeing that we'd stay up, is it? It's not signing Ramsey, it's not saying Cardiff City will stay up. There's still a there are no yeah, the guarantees so if we go down and we've got ramsey on a books we've got to pay this guy his wages you probably you
0: you would probably if you put together the contract mm. properly you probably put something in the contract that says and allow zarin that if you did go down
1: to he, move he club, can leave yeah. right but, but then that's per. saying that's give, giving another that's, that's sort of built right but making you the have the to make the, the, back, you, you have to
0: make it? the player happy but you don't if if you always look at the negative aspect of what you're doing because nothing's guaranteed, absolutely zero. But if you look at the, hey, you got a book. If we looked and said, yeah, but say your book don't sell, <laughs> yeah. well, that's why would great, you write yeah. it? Well, yeah, exactly. Do you understand what I mean? So I don't think along them lines. No, yeah, I, I, I totally think, get I where I know, you why from? wouldn't your book sell.
2: Yeah. I, I still think that there's a there's yeah. a market of players that Cardiff can be looking at, which is ambitious enough to improve the team and to yeah. to turn them into a mid-table club without maybe the financial risk of a, of a ransom. I team. agree. Anyone's
0: going to be a financial risk, Tom. That's what you're not understanding. <clears throat> you're not going to get players in for £20, 30 grand a week. Hmm. Not, not you're not. Everybody. The average wage in the Premier League is 50, 55 grand a week. The average. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Fifty-five grand a week—the average. Yeah. Yeah. You can still so that's for players who are not even internationals or considered—he's a player.
2: But okay. so Leicester found Riyad Mahrez and go Kante, Jamie Vardy. You know, quality recruitment can get you a long, long way in the Premier League. Yeah. Still, I don't even. I like,
0: and you can put that around someone like an Aaron Ramsey. There are other players. I don't mean. I don't mean signing him and that you know, and six other top players who are on. You know, 150 grand a week. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you have to have the golden nugget, and you've got to have something that's going to make people want to come and sign for your club because they are looking and thinking they're showing a statement of intent they're showing ambition and I can see what they're putting together so what you're saying is that is that you, you sign him as a,
3: as a Blue raband signing in general correct you get two, two, or, three two others, or three others three others. Mm-hmm. that is enough to keep Cardiff up absolutely and then you can really go on to the next level absolutely a Bournemouth for example absolutely but if yeah. Bournemouth can do it why the hell can't Cardiff City with all the You've talked about the fans, how brilliant they were again on on To this on day, Saturday, Paul,
0: I have but never seen more things. than more fans travel away to a local to a, a British game than when we went to Scunthorpe. Were
3: you one of them, Al? I didn't go to Saturday. Didn't right? go out, yeah, or did I you? was only 12. Blakey right. keeps going on about yeah, this. Yeah, so about 5,000 5, fans. 5,500 of 7,000 5,
0: 5, 7, fans, right? So I'm telling now, I've said it for years. <laughs> people might say oh sleep uh, yeah you always say sleeping giant uh, mate I'm telling you oh, there's a whole new generation of
3: fans absolutely now, anyway, from there. 100% yeah, whole, whole there's no
0: reason why Cardiff City Stadium couldn't be pushed to a 45,000 thousand-seater stadium if you've got a quality Premier League team playing week in week out in the Premier League that's I'm looking at where, not where I am where do I want to be and how do I get there so I need to put a plan in place to get from A to B. Now, how, ambition that, how ambitious that plan is, you could, people might say, crazy blinks that idea, Ramsey. But, mate, hey, stranger things have
3: happened. Well, it's got us thinking. I, uh, in <clears throat> terms of what I think is more practical, although. That, that's dream pretty, That's I mean, dream I'd mean, I mean, be disappointed
1: if we signed Ramsey in January, would you? <laughs> <be a> <laughs> job, so. um,
3: I think a right back is, is, is. Given that, for whatever reason, Jazz Richards does not seem to fit yeah. into the Warnock game plan. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, because I think Jazz is the most capable right back at the club. I think he's struggling but, with fitness, to be honest. All right, but I think he's really I struggling th- with I, fitness, think, I yeah. think a really good right back is required. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Given. Kenneth Zahor hasn't come to the party and the way he should have done. How have we got this far into the podcast? We I think. Th- the
2: first mention of Zahor, that's I incredible. Think,
3: I think a striker is obviously needed. Warnock himself has mentioned a centre half, which has surprised me because I thought he loves his three centre halves. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he has raised that issue. Blakey will shoot me down on this one. I, I still would like to see Etheridge command his box a little bit more, mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I see those. I actually think the midfield is one of Cardiff's strengths at the moment. With uh, with Arter, I actually Camarasa, think if you um, looked at Sa-
0: Saturday, Gunnarsson a good player. Ka- yeah. think Camarasa, Gunnarsson, and you know, you put Arter all, back I, I, in now, think, absolutely yeah. add. But I still would get another. Yeah, you love Gunnarsson, don't you? Well, you've. you've yeah. always I, I still loved think. We're, I still think if you're so looking you, for a midfielder, you couldn't say we've got a good number eight. Box to box arrives in their box early, right time. Gets back in our box early. I think Ada, great player. But he's not a box to box. Gunnison, great player. Not a box to box. Kamarasta, more of a 10. He's that man you yeah, give it yeah. to is going to yeah. produce you a bit of magic. But if you want someone like a Gary Speed, go arrest him, who can defend brilliant in his, in his own box and then fitness levels to get 80 yards up to the other box and arrive at the right time and score your goals, I still <laughs> think we're lacking that. So I agree. I would go... Definitely a right-back. I'm sorry, Sean, but I would move Manga into uh, centre-half, yeah. bringing a right-back. I'd also be looking for another right-sided player, and I would probably be doing a bit of trade deals with a few players who are on the books at the moment.
1: Is Rambo your box-to-box midfielder? Yeah.
0: Rambo Ra- Rambo is... I got You've got two options with Rambo. So you either... Can you imagine Rambo and Camarasa playing together in the yeah, same so, team? Wow. So you either got Rambo next to Gunnison and Arda, hmm. or you've got Camarasa. Now give you a bit of options, or you put Rambo in the ten position and say, right, you don't have to have that defensive duty as much. But I expect at least ten goals by the end of the season. Do you know you. what? I'll to the three of you. I don't know if Blakey's suggestion on Rambo
3: here is the best suggestion I've ever heard on this podcast or the worst, mm. because it is genius, potentially, <laughs> yeah, isn't yeah. it? Could, and you can't <coughs> argue against the reasoning Blakey puts yeah, forward, the issue is argument, that, because he's being linked with all these truly gigantic yeah, clubs, yeah, couldn't clearly couldn't he's there, more likely yeah. to go there, but... Crikey, the theory doesn't off-wet the appetite. I'm just... It, I it really I does. Just, I just think know? myself,
0: Paul, at some point you've got to lay down a marker. Yeah. Right? And you've got to let people know you're serious. Because you're right. He's put 200 mm. million into this club, Vincent Tan. Yeah, Vincent Tan is not... The, you you know, know, he, he can, yeah. can knock him for that. That's what I've always said. He might have put it sometimes in the wrong place, yeah. but that's where he hasn't had the, the, the guidance yeah. and the trust of people to say, well, yeah. Mr Tan oh hold on just try this or look at that and then give him the reasoning and the outcome of what's going to happen with his money but you can't say he's been shy with his dough that's one thing you can't label at the man
2: brilliant stuff brilliant debate Um, sure we have a few uh, responses on social media to your Ramsey suggestion Nathan so get them coming in please uh, listeners let's take a short break then um, and Aled we're going to discuss your book
1: got a question for Blakey Tweet us at Cardiff City Live.
2: So, slight change. We're going to talk um, literature yes. on the final part of the, uh, the podcast. Uh, I'll add you're better place, place than me to, to talk about your book mm. and what it covers. So, the floor is yours. <laughs> so,
1: um, what's it called? Though? It's right? called Bluebirds Reunited. Yeah. It's, out mm. in, well, it's out this week. Mm. Um it covers the um the the promotion period basically It sort of focuses on that, but also the season of the, the few seasons before from sort of hour yes the when when things got dark at the club um the relegation from the premier league uh those bleak few seasons when we were in that red bouncing around the stadium red and kid. playing re- in red and no one was happy and uh, Russell said was manager, and we all hated everything and were bored and um and then sort of the the renaissance of the club, which was i think everyone would be agreed, was led by the manager the manager, who sort of brought in a completely new feeling and a new um sense of um, positivity and 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 that I think when I spoke to people through the summer, um fans, you. Mm. Um, Warnock himself there was this reconnection um, between fans and the club players you know everyone felt we were in it together um, so I thought it was like if not you know it's, I think promotion seasons are worth documenting some in some form anyway but I think this was such a special one um, Those was, images was, of,
2: the, of the celebrations on the pitch. And yeah. Obviously, they're playing in blue. Last time they went up, they were, were in red. Exactly.
1: It was such a contrast to that. It felt really hollow in a way, didn't it, when we were in red and um, the, the Charlton match when we were promoted. And there was kind of this sense that it wasn't quite... There was like yeah. nothing was quite right about it. Um, and it just felt so... I think the the fact that there was the contrast between that and, and when we were in blue and everything was together and there was this real... Um, everyone felt good about the club again Got I think that was and yeah, and, yeah and I think that was worth um, worth putting in in a book and that's that's why I did it
2: so what about the process um, <laughs> having been a, a Wales online stalwart for years and years to then go uh, go off and do your own thing
1: um, it was a challenge and not um, you know was, and writing a book is completely new even if you write every day for as your, for your career um, but um, because I love Cardiff City, it was sort of a labor of love, so um, writing about your your passion um, makes it easier I guess if it was writing if I was writing about something that like I had no interest in, I think that would have been much harder um, so um, I think there was a clear narrative anyway from the beginning of how how the book how I should have written the book, which was um, it starts off with the the promotion. Um, celebration in the city centre just sort of Set the scene. When that
0: Dom was at the nightclub at the party, partying with <laughs> that one. So, so the bad, one I so a week later yeah, later. yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right. Partying with the dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's I mean. you see seen it. Is he in the book? Is he in he's the, in the, the book. pictures? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, don't yeah. I out. don't think that's yeah, A bit about sweaty,
2: and all what? that jumper all torn. And what happened? In, in what night. happened in Tiger Tigers days in Tiger Tigers? like <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> oh but
1: yeah, so it starts it starts in the, in the city centre when we had that brilliant parade and the, the buses go through the um, canton and everything and there's that um, real sense of um, well-being and um, exuberation, so that's where it sets the scene, but then winds back to um, the promote, the social uh, era, so it starts at that point really, I mean a little bit before, but um, and, and how that, I mean I don't think you could have had Warnock and this brilliant um, thing that we've just been through and that we're still going through even though the Premier League is quite a tough and challenging um, place to be but we couldn't be where we are without having gone through what do we went through yeah and I think like I think that's the story of Cardiff City in a lot of ways is that we've always had these um, decades sometimes of um, do a <laughs> pain or, or is love, pain. my friend. Pain yeah, is exactly. Love. And then, and th- at the end of it, there's always like, um, there's always some some light. Like, for example, the 92-93 season, which, you know, is still there for me as my favourite season ever. Um, probably, I think. Why do you
0: think? Uh, just slightly off. Yeah. But on that, there, why do you think that is? Um, uh, because. Paul and I speak about it often Dominic was just a bambino if he was even born when were you born Don? 93 so mm. he was born the year so uh, I say now you know that was the division we won yeah, yeah what I, I try what I try to get across to,
3: to the more long generation of fans is we're talking about it was it was fourth it's the equivalent of the fourth division so it's the equivalent mm-hmm. of league two mm-hmm. now
0: that's right
3: and yet that era and the younger generation it,
1: it would Do be you hard remember, to like
0: Shrewsbury? Because I remember Shrewsbury at home. And we like, were taught yeah. that we, we
1: could we were there. Were seventeen thousand there, and we were no, no, no. no. There was, was probably twenty, probably twenty, yeah, yeah. But Another, yeah. seventeen yeah, exactly. thousand
0: You know what I mean? Back in the day, that was a uh, regular. So the
3: point to make is that Cardiff City to, to Monday, Cardiff City fans, it's about Craig Bellamy Aaron Ramsey. Two dabs at the Premier League, constant challenges at the top of the Championship, Wembley. But that '93 era came at the end of a really dark period, didn't it? Out did, Yeah, of, year, of, like of the years. Durban,
1: the Durban years, and then um, I mean, there was the Frank Burroughs promotion, which was a little bit of. But then, even after that, we had those seasons back down in the fourth division. So,
3: so there used to be crowds of three thousand at Ninian Park. I mean, right. That's how I first started yeah. playing, yeah. you know. And then suddenly there was this explosion of <coughs> five times the gate. Same. You know, I, you mentioned a I remember a game against Barnett where there was a ridiculous number oh, that suddenly Barnet came, came, yeah, suddenly came that. to the... To the gra- I didn't look
1: right, um, pay, for, pay for Barnett's expenses so they could make it to the match because they were going through these this um, financial... Yeah,
0: um, you're right, you did, yes.
1: Uh, but I think it, 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 you can compare the two seasons, I think, in a, in a way, because they were quite similar or obviously very different, both really memorable in their own way. Like the 92-93 season, which, you know, you know, is I loved so much, and which yeah. I think people of my age and who who started going down the city back then think about so much is was so memorable because there was so much hope, mm. and I think you know we 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 all dreamt back then that we could like shoot up the divisions of being in the um, Premier League in three or four years' time, mm. um, playing at Ninian Park and. You
3: know. So, which was your favourite promotion? That one that Blakey played in, or the Neil Warnock one to the Premier League?
1: That um, I think they, they they've written they the a book about one of them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think I to have to say that the last season's. Because this
3: is, however popular Neil Warnock is, Eddie May was every bit as popular. I think.
1: Blake? I think. I think for fans my age the who watch who watched who who watched that season last season and who will look back in 10, 20 years time like I do now back at Nathan's promotion will have a similar sense of um, nostalgia and um, you know optimism about when they think about that that season because in its own way it was as memorable mm. it, it had similarities in how we were in 92 I think we all fent- felt a, this connection with the club mm. um, there was a lot of like I think we were there was, there was everyone felt an investment in, in that Rick Wright done well with he, that he, and he did, did. And it the, well. you know the junior bluebirds thing and everything mm. like can on,
3: that can I say something here quickly because to me I mean if we can rewind a year in a bit you know Cardiff were written off everywhere I'm sure you reflect this in the book Al but Cardiff were written off everywhere and I remember right at the start of the podcast well, so right at the start of the season on this podcast Blakey kept saying something special is happening here something mm. special is happening here something special I'm going to get down there for me, the moment was what really kick-started all out. And again, I don't know if you touched on this in the book, but it was the summer friendly at Taftswell. It was a yeah, beautiful, yeah, talk about that quite beautiful yeah. I still remember this now, even though that was what, a year and four or five months ago. Yeah. You know, it was a beautiful summer evening uh, in July and you just, you know, huge crowd there. He had taken the team back to the local people for a mm. local friendly and I don't know there was just you just sense that night there's a reconnect with this football club that hadn't been there mm. under the Solskjaer Slade mm. or trollop yeah. sort yeah. of period that that was sort of like the start of it for me I thought
1: yeah do, I think that yeah no I totally I do talk about that friend and that summer how important it was for for the club and for you know in in the way that Warnock brought everyone back together and, and yeah, galvanised it, it. it. Mm. and the you know, my wife, me and my wife are talking about, um, you know, what exactly has he done? It's so hard because he's, you know, in, in, in terms of reconnecting, what are the defining things that Warnock has done? But I think he's got this perception or understanding because of where he's from, because he's um, he's from a working class area. Yeah. He's a work from a working class family. Yeah. He understands South Wales. Yeah. It seems like intuitively to understand. Yeah. Um. The community people, yeah. in South Wales and, and
0: people and, and think, the fans. Can I can I, can I say? Do you think then? How do you think it's? Um, because we we I say we say that Neil Warwick is old school in the yeah. way he manages. And, yeah. You know, coaches. He's not really a coach. He's got his coaches to do that. Where he manages and what have you. So do you think I put it down to modern day attitudes against old? Attitudes and maybe because a lot of the fans we still have a lot of the 18, 19, 20 year olds, yeah. But kind of fans have traditionally always been 40, 50. The men, women, you know, yeah. they're strong like ourselves. We're all plus 40. Do you think that you know it's it's the nostalgia aspect coming back as well and making you yeah, feel no, I think I think there was a real like um, not old school, but. Back connected, how they, how we used to try and do it.
1: That's a really fundamental part of the success, or the the reason for his success at Cardiff is th- is that he is old school. I think fans appreciate his directness, mm. not on- not only in the way Cardiff play, but mm. in his you know bluntness in speech, mm. and you know he's a very charismatic person. Mm. He says what he thinks. I think, mm-hmm. although a lot of the time he's you know playing mind games, and mm. you know. You know, doing
0: he has to on football too. Obviously. But I think, yeah, but I think that, genuine in the in the fact that people feel like yeah. he's honest in and his appraisal he's, of he's things. With, and he's with them, isn't he? Mm-hmm.
1: And the way he he obviously saw that there was this disconnect when he he came to the club because he went on lots of tours around South Wales to work in men's clubs and social clubs to to, to hold Q and A's with fans, and he obviously identified a problem, and it needed addressing, and he could do it by going out and speaking to people, mm-hmm. and I think fans appreciate that, and they think they still do. Yeah,
0: I think when you build a 25000 seat stadium as well, and push it to 35, and then your fan base is dropping from that 25 down to like 12 and 12, 30, yeah. it's you can feel pretty it, easy you? to yeah. identify that there's something there's majorly something missing, wrong, yeah. but it's not easy then to get that back. No, it's not, yet? it takes because a lot of Because I work. don't think fans... Are and dear themselves to Vincent Tanstill, I think it's 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 the Warnock factor yeah. and that's my worry is if he leaves that, that is my biggest worry if he yeah, there's, goes there's a legacy do thing, we go back what, to what happens where when we were he, if and when he goes yeah, yeah that's the worry for me yeah
1: but I'd like to think he'll go on his own terms and he'll go and the club will have worked out what's going to happen afterwards mm. um, so whether that's at the end of this season or the end of next mm. but I, you know I I think he's probably or hopefully anyway planning succession
3: mm. um, I mean, it's a bit of a cliche now but when he first I was at Neil Warner's first press conference when, when he was unveiled as manager and, and he gave this sort of throwaway line in the middle of it all when he said you know I just feel it's my kind of club, they're my kind of people here. And that's become a Neil yeah. Warlock slogan since, yeah, hasn't yeah. it? The club of used well, advertising they're, they're, they're branding marketing. and all that. Yeah, and... Yeah. But it came from the heart. I don't think that was th- yeah, out It came from the heart, and, and I don't think he was lying when he said that. No, you can see what he meant by it. Yeah. They, you know, they, you know, it is. We've discussed and we played here, but us uh, against Neil one has always had us against the, the establishment mentality. Yeah. Same with Cardiff. That's you Cardiff feel City that it's Wales well. versus the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah, you know, when, uh, <laughs> you know, So, so the the tie up it just seems a natural sink. Doesn't he's a Yorkshireman
0: as well? You'll you'll find like when I went to Sheffield. What you'll find is, rather, whether it's Wales, Ireland, Scotland, you know, working class is working class. I always say when I was growing up, like, you know, people people didn't tend to look at the colour of your skin or religious or whatever, they just identified you as being poor. So we were all poor on the council estate. And I think what, what Neil's able to do is relate to working class people. Do you know what I mean? And overwhelmingly, most fans... Most football fans and most footballers are from working class backgrounds, yeah. you know, and I think that's where the connect has come back in because yeah. I think the the regime, the, the Vincent Tan and, and, and the regime in charge, they didn't get that.
1: No, I think that, hence
0: why the red, the badge, yeah. the difference of, of everything was different, and it was just like we felt like I personally, I remember arguing with Tux, who was willing to sell his soul for red. For a couple of couple of bob and I was like, it doesn't make sense to me. You're going away from what you are.
3: But I, I had this exact conversation with somebody from the Supporters Trust uh, at a recent game and I was pointing out there were thousands upon thousands of fans wearing red in those in that. I stadium. remember going let's to the no, no, us Let's not be I naive about that. this and that. It's, 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 didn't not, that. it's
1: not a rewriting of history. I think no. like people did there were people who bought red kits who bought but do you know what the,
3: the, the irony is that um, on, on Saturday's game I bumped into Anis Abraham who sort of runs yeah. the fans forum and you know I've <clears> known <throat> Anis for years mm-hmm. um, he's seen as a bit of a fans leader type thing and you know he, he now lives in New York he was back for the game when we were on a good old chimney about this that, and the other and um, I remember doing a piece with Annis, you know, the full story of how Cardiff returned to blue because he led the campaign. Yeah, there and, were and fans you, out there and you, and did and really me, you work. You mentioned it. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the end of the Solskjaer era, which would have, which would have been one of those. Would have been the Chelsea game, the last yes, game, of Chelsea, the last yeah. Premier League yeah. season. I remember that ground absolutely full of blue. It was that totally blue. Cardiff were playing in of, red. Yeah, yeah. The ground was full of blue, and that was the that was the moment when. The pressure was getting so no, great, the I, cardifier like it had to act, which was a big thing for Vincent Tan to do because, you know... Well, it a take prime... him
1: another six months or so to... Yeah,
3: but that was the start of it all, Al, that, yeah. that the pressure I was think being there, there
1: was, you know, decisions were made at the club which were totally out of tune with what people were thinking. Um, and that Chelsea, oh, looking through pictures for, for the book, the Chelsea game was a standout in terms of, like stood out to me in terms of... yeah people in the ground were, were in and the, the protests against the, yeah. the Red um, yeah. were building and they, the, the momentum on that built again through the next season and you know there was there were people who did lots of really brilliant work and you know put a lot of their own time into you know campaigning to get us right. back to Blue um, and once we went eventually we did go back to Blue it wasn't the panacea to the problems at the club. It wasn't the complete answer no. to it. No. Because so much had, like you said, so much had been lost.
3: And Russell Slavers manager as well. Yeah,
1: so much had been. So <laughs> much had been. Um, well, it's just a catalogue of stuff. Yeah, wasn't it? Uh, it and, w- the, the, and the badge change in the colour was just adding. It was insult to injury. Like, injury it, was, yeah. it was absolutely. I was uh, destroyed. And, I, was, um, I just couldn't. It needed something, something more than just changing back to blue. It yeah. needed. A, it needed. In, it, I think, like I, I think I say in the book the the only person who could have done the job Neil that he warnock. did was Neil warnock so, so
3: how do you end the book the book Albert?
1: a very personal look at Go on. um my time supporting the club right um well it obviously ends it ends chronolo- chronologically with um the closed season and how Warnock's approaching the build up to the premier league and then a very personal sort of reflection on um my time supporting cardiff city and how I feel now about the club, having watched us go through all this and all these transitions and all this transfer, all the transformations that we've gone through, um, and how positive everything is, even if we are in the bottom three of the of the Premier <laughs> League. I think there's still so much to sort of shout oh. the and beat and celebrate a Cardiff City.
3: Sounds incredibly emotional. I, th- I think we should maybe um, get get some copies of the book. Blakey the two Blakeys can both sign them or we'll do it as a boot room competition or something like yeah, that. that's yeah. a great shout yeah if yeah, you can get us some copies yeah. Yeah, in yeah, here, well, we'll, yeah. we'll sort that out and we'll do that via mm. we'll get our marketing department onto it and we'll
2: fantastic. sort fantastic yeah. Yeah. yeah great how much uh, <laughs> 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 well thank you all uh, absolutely brilliant uh, I guess a sort of two paced podcast really a bit of fiery debate yeah, I'm not and happy then with you because you're you're, you're,
0: dissing, you're dissing the
2: club I'm not dissing no. the club. I'm just, uh, I'm just debating with you. Are you Blakey. Don't worry, fans are going to come no. see no. <laughs> you. do you going to do it. At. But if you can, uh, if you want to ask Blakey or even have a go at me on Twitter, that we're at Cardiff, at Cardiff City live uh, on Twitter. If you want to ask a question, uh, Blakey and I will be back. It's just the two of us next week.
3: Yeah, pause on holiday.
2: As pause on holiday, we'll be talking about the Everton game then. Um, so for now, from all of us here. Um, Thanks very much for listening. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes uh, and we'll be back very, very soon.